Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of our podcast. Uh, with you as always is Key Keller and I am joined by by uh, Dean Casey and we've uh, we've no Connor this week because he's too busy slaying all the poon he got from the last episode. I mean, like you have no idea, guys, how much money we have racked in. We have racked in bags from the first episode from the thirty-four of you loyal, loyal Teapot listeners. Thank you very much, and especially to our listeners overseas in Britain. Thank you very much. I know Brexit and everything, but you know. We're we're still nice to you guys. <laughs> I mean, most of the bags uh, we got were like you know potato bags from the shop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We 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 haven't made any money. Let's just no. be honest. We bags haven't. of potatoes or potato bags. Exactly, but that still doesn't stop you guys from uh, subscribe or subscribing to our Patreon or maybe just giving us a follow on Instagram. It's uh, at the Teapot Official. Right, so I, we might just get in. over. Plugging over. That's all the ads. That's all our own ads done. Uh, oh, and no well, I'd like to thank Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends and Deliveroo and Just Eat for the free sponsorship. And hopefully in the coming weeks, we will get sponsorship by the god himself, uh, Beamish. Okay. Snoop Dogg for the banging Just Eat tune. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> On the topic of Snoop Dogg. I think that a lot of people might enjoy this week's podcast because we're going to be talking about music. And what we've essentially done is we've picked 15 artists who we would consider to be our favourites. And maybe we'll throw just throw a couple of honourable mentions into that. And myself and Dean have been talking about this for a couple of weeks now. And we're really looking forward to this because... We well, have such so different, different characters, it's, but we're, we're so like, different. It's fun, it's, but for it just me anyway, works it's like, definitely going to explain why I'm like this. I'm not sure about Keith, yeah, but you, if anyone who knows me, you it will might, explain you me entirely. You might have to do a small bit of explaining with your ones, though, in fairness. So, <laughs> Dean, do you want to get us underway? All right, I'll get us underway. So, so for my honourable mentions, I have five because I just could not put them in. Okay, fair enough. So my honourable mentions are The Replacements... Big Star, Television, The National, and Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Dean, I will be totally honest with you. Who? <laughs> right, so I'll just talk to you. The replacements are sort of like, they start off as like what you probably consider like, what I know, a hardcore punk band, but they slowly became, okay. essentially Nirvana ripped off the replacements. They're so Nirvana-like, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. But they were like, but like a full six years, like they were doing Nirvana in like 85 what like oh we're talking so the 80s essentially so yeah they started in 81 i think this is going to be a, a very much a reoccurring team with you dean i think you're going to be sticking to music that's well before when you were born there's i'm just looking at the list now there is one artist i think that started after i was born some are still going some are a bit dead so and then when i look at mine most of mine are still a little still very relevant contemporary to yeah they're very, um, very relevant to this day. Yeah. So I'll just talk to the rest of the other mentions there quickly. So Big Star are sort of, they're like the 70s versus the Beatles in a way. They're sort of that kind oh. of jangly sort of kind of pop music. But well, I love them because yeah. A, like their lead singer Alex Chilton is a fantastic songwriter and they named their first yeah. record number one record, even though it wasn't close to that. I think it's almost an obvious... Uh, attraction like if there's good lyrics in a song it's perfect like i would be more attracted to lyrics than like the sound of it do you know what i mean 
like you yeah. might even just tell by a lot of my a lot of my art a lot of my artists like I'm very big on basically what they're saying like I like I like music that tells us a story almost you know yeah I think I think well, I suppose like, it probably just comes from us being like literature students as well that's probably it yeah, that you know probably, it's, uh, it comes with the territory so um, I the, the only one you might have heard of is the national if anyone is a is a Taylor Swift fan her last two records, her two good ones, Evermore and Folklore, which I adore, are produced by... Her two good ones. <laughs> well, in Shout out to Taylor Swift. Oh, I, I love Taylor. She's class. But the National actually She was in Ireland, on... like... What she was she? in Ireland over Christmas, I think. I think she was, yeah. She was... I think I saw it on the news or something that, like, some big castle, I can't remember what part of Ireland it was in, though, but she, like, rented it out for a couple of weeks during the Christmas. Like, no one knew that she was there, like, and... Like where I live now is fairly close to uh, Glen Castle, and like mm. last year, she like rented that place uh, out as well. I don't know. It's what's his name is married to the the lady that's there. Do you know uh, Dominic West? I know the name. He's an actor, isn't he? Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah, he's basically yeah. in there. He's basically living there now. Like so. All right. Glen would be about yeah. So we just did a tour of it there, like before pre-COVID Ireland, and oh, yeah, gosh. they basically just said like they basically like just said that Taylor Swift was here, like and yeah, that was just uh, yeah. my hot take there. But <laughs> but speaking of the national, they actually feature on Taylor Swift's new records. They're like a featured oh, really? artist on it because they're they're so guitarists. They must be fairly, yeah, they're, they must be they're fairly like Indie rock scene, they're pretty good. Like he's their guitarist oh. is he like as a well-known producer, like behind the scenes as well. He does a lot of uh production stuff like they're, they're very good like their their 2017 album i think you'd like because they bring in kind of like dance elements and like some kind of bits of electronic music whereas before know, there's uh, yeah yeah before they were just I'm essentially looking at my like list a, and i'm just like post-punk band okay my list i'm like is there any of is there any electric uh, electronic music in my list i don't think so really <laughs> I, uh-huh. No, it's been my list has been molded, has changed a lot recently. Like there's some oh, artists okay. that if you look talk to me this time last year, they wouldn't have been on it. But it's just because quarantine, I've been binge listening to their art, their records, their albums. Like it's yeah, just, it's fair. Yeah. And the last I do any more you know is I've one more animal mention. It's the Van Television, who they're technically uh, what I call yeah. RT, yes, actually, they're the same Bridget's Cross Band. No, um, they're uh, what? Have you ever heard of the club CBGBs? I have not. No, it's it's a punk rock started in CBGBs in the seventies. It that's oh, where okay. it's got it, and they played those very early sets with bands like you know Blondie, you know Heart of Glass, one I way do, or yeah, another. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were Blondie, Talking yes. Heads and all of them, you know. But what makes Television okay. so good is they were they were almost like a like they were a punk band in term, but they were like almost like nearly like a free jazz band. Like they had these weird like meandering solos, but they were pre- they were so precise with everything they did. And yeah. like their lead singer was like very into like you know symbolist poetry like Verlaine and Rambo. So he's like a fantastic like yeah. writer that way, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. And so that's like they, they only have like two good albums, but they only recorded two albums where they broke up. That's why they're an honorable mention because they weren't like around that long. Okay. Oh, you know? okay. Well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, they would be higher, um, but uh, right. So onto the actual list. So at number fifteen, I have another one of the CBGB's alumni, which is Patty Smith. Oh, no. No, her her only like hit was probably no. 
because the night which was written with Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, she's. If, I don't think. I think if you don't know who Bruce Springsteen is, yeah, there's something wrong. No, she's she's like she started off life as a poet, but then transitioned to kind of being a singer afterwards. Oh really? Okay. Like uh, you know the Van Morrison song Gloria. I do, yeah. She kind of redid that, and it it begins with a perfect line. It opens her first record, so her introduction to the world was the line, "Jesus died for somebody's sins, but not mine." Well, that's that's an introduction. It's it's something like it, no? We might we that could be the this that could be the title for this podcast actually. That's not a bad one actually, but yeah, she's brilliant. She's very very good, and then at fourteen, I. Oh yeah, I started off weird already. <laughs> yeah, okay. At 14, I have uh, The Velvet Underground. Nope. Who, they were Andy Warhol was their manager, if that makes any sense. If that's going to put into perspective at all. <laughs> Dean, I, I, as I said, Dean, this is, just, this is just going to be very, very, very different. <laughs> it's, an, it's an education in, in, in why is, I'm uh... such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't know when that, I get into but... this list, you'll understand the, why I have such a beta male soy boy. <laughs> but, um, you know, have you ever heard of Lou Reed? You know, Walk in the Wild I Side? Heard of Lou Reed, he yeah. fronted the I Velvet Underground. Reed, yeah. He was their lead singer. He founded them. I've heard of Lou Reed, but I've never heard of the Velvet Underground. They were, very, they, were like, they were very underground. Like, they have songs, like, on the first record, they have a song called Venus and Furs, which is about sadomasochism. I thought you said Phineas and Ferb there for a second. And I was like, v- <laughs> Venus in Furs. Oh, Venus in Furs. Oh, and God. they have a song that's just titled Heroin. That's a bold statement. Which I think, but it's a, such a brilliant like portrayal of addiction. It's like, like what, yeah. one of the lines in it is, um, what is it? Oh, God. It's, um, feck it. It's something like, it's something along the lines of because um, it makes me feel like I'm a man when I stick a, when I pull a spike into my veins I tell you things aren't quite the same when I'm rushing on the run I feel just like Jesus son heroin be the death of me like he just it's like the guy knows it's going to kill him but he can't it's an amazing like portrayal of like knowing something is terrible for you but you just cannot kick yeah. it like it does, it like it does anything but glorify it. It's fucking horrifying. So yeah, it doesn't glorify it. You said no. It's it's like and like it's amazing because the music speeds up and slows down when he's on and off the drug in bits of the song. So so basically, in that song, what you're saying is like there's a message, really. Oh, entirely, yeah. But like Lou Reed was like a heroin addict for a lot of his life, so he had like he's he's speaking from experience. Experience, yeah. Uh... Like it's like I like that as as I said I like there's some artists now that you've named and especially that song now that might be a bit interesting because as I said like at the start of the podcast um I like music that tells a story really yeah like it's you know like what I mean like, and then when it's weird. a true event it's just yeah like yeah. it's it's droning and it's it's not entirely on key but it's like not off key either it's sort of well yeah. it is off key want... but it's you know it's purposely off key yeah. right I'll, I'll I move do on a couple yeah of... too much well, yeah move on yeah. What are you going to say? Will I do a couple of mine or will we just keep it the way you're going? I don't mind if you want to chime in and we, you go to 14, then I go to 10 and then 7. And yeah, know. maybe. I might just yeah. get my honourable mention sort out of the way while I'm here as well. Um, some There's some probably 
more recognisable names in my. Uh, I, I, I get carried away talking about this shit. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of more recognisable names in my honourable mentions. Uh, first is Oasis, uh, J. Cole, 21 Savage, uh, Jack Harlow, Queen, and Bob Marley. Now, the one out of all of those that is was so close to getting into my list was Bob Marley. Yeah, I'm actually surprised I didn't like, put any Marleys, but I had so much to choose from. Like, like, I just love Bob Marley's music. Like, I just, it's so, like, I only recently, like, got into reggae. I'd say the last maybe four to five years, I started to listen to a lot more reggae. And yeah. as, I, as I've said, like, he just seems to tell a story and, like, his voice is beautiful, like, it's just I think he sings with a lot of passion and like there's a lot of messages like Kingston Town is a lovely song for me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he definitely like, like believes what he's singing. Like and he, you know, it definitely he definitely does believe a hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's not um, just pop songs, like. No, definitely not, definitely not. And next thing I said was Queen. Um, again, I wasn't really a massive Queen fan until I uh, saw the film Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, my my girlfriend is a a very big Queen fan, and she does like plays a lot of their music. So, mm. I, as you know, you'd naturally start to come a bit more involved and more a bit more like you want to listen a bit more to their music. And I think it's undeniable; it's hard to deny just how good Freddie Mercury was, like how good his voice is. I think you have to be, as you say, like slightly older to appreciate. Like, I don't think a kid could probably, really like yeah. Queen. No, I, no, probably not. But I think the film Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody, did a lot. Like, it maybe might have attracted a younger audience. You know. You know, it very well could have, because Queen is one of those bands that everyone hears about, but not many people yeah, seek exactly. out. Oh, of course, you, know, yeah. you know, like. Of course, and uh, a new artist in that is around is Jack Harlow. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know much of music, but what's popping is my jam. What what's popping? I love the the remix that he does with um the baby and uh, Lil Wayne and uh, a name that cannot be mentioned because uh, he's a bit of a psychopath. Um, but <laughs> Tory Lanez. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know we can't really mention that name around here. But um, Fuck Tory Tory Lanez would have been on my list. If he wasn't a scumbag. If he wasn't a scumbag, like, he would have been on my list. He didn't um, shoot, like, the most popular fucking... His girlfriend as well. In the yeah. foot. But, um, I don't know, I just feel... I like, I like Jack Harlow's vibes, you know? Mm. Like, I just like his style, like... I like his rhyme, and... How do I, how do I bring this across? He's very, like, relaxed and carefree, kind of. Yeah, very relaxed, like... like I saw like a meme in um, on Instagram when Jack Harlow was first around. It was like uh, the white kid in school that's cool with all the black kids. Do you know what I mean? He's he's on that vibe. Like, do you know what I mean? Okay. He's like, um, I suppose he's probably like, even though he's obviously not as like lyrical, if that's even a, I even fucking hate that term. He's yeah. sort of like the kind of modern day Eminem where he just like, he's not, he's not like playing up to the whiteness or whatever. He's just rapping because he likes rapping. No, he's not. He's just rapping, of course. Uh, um, next and after that is uh, the British man himself, uh, 21 Savage. <laughs> I used to like him. Then I heard a lot. And I was like, this guy is fucking class. Yeah, I am. Is it I am? Is I've, greater swayed, than I was I've, swayed, I've swayed away from him the last couple of uh, the last couple of 
months really because like I don't really like his new stuff. Like his new stuff is it's good, but it's not twenty one savage. It's not what it's, it's not, not what, what it's signed up for. Like, yeah. No, it's not what I attracted me to him. Like I think bank account is probably his most recognizable song. It's a tune though. And it's a it's a great song, and he's a good producer too, you know. Because like, look does at Ric Flair Drip beats? with um, he does. He did a beat for Ric Flair Drip. Oh, that's oh, I didn't know that. Now that actually makes yeah. me respect him a lot more because that's a fucking banging beat. Yeah, it's a it's an unbelievable song. And um, the next one is J Cole. Yeah, uh, J Cole vibes. Really, J Cole, yeah, he's he's un- amazing, yeah. but um. I just, I just think that in my, or in my original list, like he's good, but he's not good enough to be there. If you get me, that's true. Because like his first record last, is, is like, pretty terrible, I think. It is. Uh, it's not. It's not great. It's, no. it's he, he let he let Nas down. Come on, he let Nas down. Can't leave Nas down. <laughs> it's like the golden rule. It's like treat other. It's like in the Bible. Treat others as you will be treated. And don't fucking let Nas down. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But um, the next one then is Oasis. Now, I'm in a very, very sticky situation with Oasis. <laughs> Go on. It's a, it's, it's, it's very much like a love hate, it's like a love hate kind of relationship. I love. They are knobs. Some of their music. They are knobs. I love some of their music. I despise Noel Gallagher for some weird reason. I don't know why, but I just do. Um, and they're Manchester, they're Man City supporters. Like I probably shouldn't hold that against them, but they are. But I mean, they'd hold it against you for being United supporter, so they probably would. Yeah, like I just feel like it's eventually, like it's going to happen that they're going to get back together. But yeah. I just feel like where I lost a lot of respect for Noel Gallagher was when. Uh, do you remember when the, the tragic Manchester bombings happened and Ariana Grande held a concert in... Um, yeah, he wouldn't even fly back from the cr- fucking... Yeah, like they got Bieber over yeah. and they got... And Liam, like, and, yeah, and, and Liam was like more than willing to to put on one like like one one show with him. Like, and yeah. for and people who might he, know, I'm, I'm still sure like, it. it's fairly well known. Yeah. Liam Gallagher and Noel Gallagher are brothers and like they, the hatred between them is... Legendary. Actually... It's a legendary, exactly. Yeah. But um, so where did you go as far as fourteen? Was it? Um, I did. Yeah, I did my elementaries and the the first two. So my fifteen is uh, excuse me. Yeah, it's 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 different. Uh, but I think I have to give a shout out to our fellow uh, member of the Teapot Podcast for getting me onto this guy, uh, Christy Moore. <laughs> Who got you onto Chris? Connor got you onto Christy Connor Moore. Got, Connor got me onto Christy Moore. Yeah. You'd never listened to Christy before, Connor. Like I've heard of, I've heard a bit of Christy. Like I've heard of obviously listening Varna and all that. Like, but yeah, and Ride On. You actually like, do a bit. Oh no, yeah, no. Actually, I never heard of Ride On before. Before see, I did my own bit of. Yeah. I suppose because of like. Yeah. Listening to him, like you know. See, that's weird for me because my dad's such a big Christy Moore fan that I was like, I was nearly weaned on him. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So when, oh, so it's like, my first, like my first, my first uh, choice is 
is very similar to that, but that we we'll come to that a bit later on. I think I, I can already um, I can already guess who it is, but I'm not gonna spoil it. I think I, I, think, I think you probably know. Yeah, you definitely you definitely know. I should if if it's what if it's saying you're reared on it. Yeah, but um no, it's just I love the song like Viva La Quinta Bagrada, uh Pair of Brown Eyes. Um He does a good version of that to be fair. He does a very good version of that. I think personally, I think out of all the covers that I've heard of Fairy Tale in New York, Christy Moore is probably second. Yeah, after he's the he's, after he's the, the best cover of it. Like, because like there's other ones like the Ed Sheeran one is terrible. Like the Ed Sheeran, oh, with Anne Murray. It's, it's oh, okay. like a... Anne Murray. Yeah, it's it's not well. And I like Anne Murray. I don't mind Anne Marie, To be honest, well, you know, like, like, I don't know. It just didn't fit. But I I like Ed Sheeran I, quite a lot and. He might make a, an appearance on the list. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> spoilers. Um, I look like I just Christy Moore. Like I just like when you even just watch his concerts on uh, TG Car for our foreign or four percent uh, British viewers. TG Car is an Irish uh, television station and radio station that just basically speaks in our, in our native language of Irish, and they just basically like is it every Friday night or every Saturday night? I think it's every Saturday. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's the night after the late late. They don't like yeah, want to compete like, with that. Yeah, they usually like just play a lot of old classical, um, not classical, old classic um, concerts, folk, basically. Folk tunes, and yeah. Folk tunes, basically, yeah, folk tunes. And yeah, that I kind of started watching on a lot of that. And he is just a hilarious character as well. He's he very funny. Like when I when I was watching a YouTube video about him and it was he was talking about Ed Sheeran and when Ed Sheeran came to Ireland and he played in Croke Park, uh, Ed Sheeran asked Christy Moore to like go on before him and Christy Moore, being the baller that he is, just said Nah, I'm alright because he didn't think like he just didn't think that like that age group would would enjoy his music as much. Yeah, like if they had you know, Christy it, Moore there, that would have been the definition of the dour brain joke of something for the dads. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But like, it maybe shows how important, how good he actually is. Like, because there's no like, yeah. love him or hate him. Ed Sheeran is a huge, huge name in music, and f- yeah. for him to come and ask you to under, to play before him, is, it's massive. Yeah. So that's uh, my tangent on Christy Moore. Over. Uh, going on to number fourteen is uh, Bon Jovi. Really? Yeah, yeah. But see, like. You talk about how you were influenced a lot by your parents and your music choice. This one was very, very much influenced by my mother. Was she a big Bon Jovi? Like my fan? mother was born. My my mother was born in the seventies, like so. She grew up in the eighties and nineties when Bon Jovi was really, really big, like. And I think yeah. I can't remember how many times my mother has seen my mother seen Bon Jovi. I'm fairly sure that she's seen Bon Jovi five or six times live. Yeah. No, like my yeah, there's, like, a, there's my a lot of there's a lot yeah. of these. Go on. I was gonna say, yeah, my mom was born in the seventies too, but she was like sort of a kind of a like a goth or something. So that's like I was reared on like the cure and stuff. Yeah. Like Bon Jovi like it'll always have a place in my heart to be honest with you, because yeah. whenever I listen this might sound a this might sound a little, little bit cringe like, but every time I listen to to Bon Jovi I just think of like my mother like and Oh yeah, that, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Going, it's going to be like it's going to be like one of those bands like that will always like I'll always remind me of her like and I know it's a weird band to maybe pick like but it was just one of her favorite bands and it still is one of his one of her favorite bands like you know yeah and I mean living on a prayer is a tune like, you know 
It is a great, it is a great it's, song. Um, the floor, it's a classic, it's the classic floor filler. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Whenever you hear that, that's just like, Johnny used to work in the dark. <laughs> you know, like, that's just a banger. Oh, you even got a bit of key killer singing in the podcast. Oof, that's, that's major. Uh, usually you would, you'd have to pay the, how much to script the, a million pounds, <laughs> a million euro uh, <laughs> a month subscription for that, usually. A month. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, do you want to go ahead and tell us 13 down? Yeah, so I was thinking if I 10, go 13, 13 to 11 maybe, because then we'll finish at 2 and then we'll both do our, our first together. Yeah, do. Yeah. Okay. So at 13, I have a band by the name of Teenage Fan Club. They're a, sort of a, a Scottish sort of indie band from the 90s. But they're just like, it's just the sweetest, most like twee music ever. It's just like, it's very well written, but it's very sweet and like heartwarming. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm here laughing to myself because I'm just like, who? Yeah, but like, like, like speaking of laughing, my inner eight-year-old does do like the fact that they're nicknamed the Fannies, which is just, like, my inner eight-year-old loves that. <laughs> that's our, that's us demonetized by uh, Spotify. Uh, we do not, con- we do not condone any sexual activities on this podcast. Um, <laughs> geez, we're on a bad start, boy. We've had to say something with that voice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving uh, on swiftly. Do do swiftly. At number twelve. Oh, they're actually my other contemporary band. They're a band by na- they're a band from Durham in England by the name of Martha. Nope. They're just called Martha, which is great. They're sort <laughs> nope, of like I a. Would. They're just sort of like a, a kind of a, sort of a like a Blink One Eighty Two style sort of teens teen angst punk band, you know. Yeah. They're just they're just fun like that. And in fact that they're kind of sort of like let's say British Islesy. They're not as like annoying as the as of the Yank ones, you know? Yeah. They're a bit more humor now. Like what's one of their songs? It's like um it's like my heart flutters that it sings because you only want to kiss me and you had a drink. Like that's a great line. Yeah. It's that kind of sort of between kind of sixteen and sort of twenty two, let's say, sort of yeah, I get you. Yeah, like it's 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 very. Um, I'm at the perfect like I've been like I've I've been in love with them since I was like seventeen. So I'm at like the perfect oh, okay, age yeah. for them now. Yeah, that is no as well. No, yeah, that's, yeah. That's if I was like um, thirty, I think it'd be a bit weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to go ahead now, or I'll just do. I'll get to my number eleven, and then we'll. Oh, do we? Yeah. Eleven, yeah, yeah. Number eleven is Neil Young because he's just. What can you say about Fort Neil Young? It hasn't already been said. Like finally, finally. He's st- I seen I him. Know. I seen him live in Kilkenny uh, in 2019 with my uncle, and he was fucking. Um, I've never been to a better live show. I don't think. That's amazing, man. He was. Oh my god! Like rocking in the free world, cinnamon girl, fucking up. Uh, country home. He's just too many to listen. Like he's the he's no. the man. He's fucking underrated guitarist. Like it, he's he is. very simple, very rudimentary. But like he even he's like his one note or two note solos are class. Like oh they are yeah. Like yeah. he's he yeah, yeah I'd I'd rate him highly. Like he definitely doesn't get deserve the deserve he respe- or deserve the respect he deserves. Like do you know what I mean? I suppose when he was a contemporary of like you know Hendrix and like Rory Gallagher, it's mm. kind of you know. But, you know, yeah. I, I, I think he's glad. He's my favourite back in the era. Yeah, that's, that's a good pick. It's a great yep. pick. Um, so, my 13 is a Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, lad. Now lad. we're going. 
Now we're going. Now we're, go- now, now we're getting juicy. I think if you have not heard of Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, maybe just unsub from this podcast. <laughs> Do you know, like, because um, I just love their music. I love the era that they were writing music in. I love the message behind their music. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's very Vietnam War-esque, like. Yeah, but, like, it's it's so universal as well, because like, it's not, oh, it is, it's, uh, there's no specifics. No, it's not. Um, I think, like, Fortunate Son is probably one of, it's one of their most noted songs, really. Um, it's very, like, how would you describe it? It's very anti-Vietnam War, like. Yeah, you know, like, and it's it's like, such a good sound too that like swampy like down south sort of it's almost bluesy. Yeah, like and then like you're look you're looking at like some of the lyrics like, um, some folks are born silver spoon in hand like you know like they're basically yeah. just taking the piss out of the the rich the richer Who parts of uh, afford their to buy themselves out of war yeah exactly buy themselves out of the war like I don't think the the credence any of the owning credence actually went to war did they. I don't think so, no, because they would have been... I don't think they did. Well, because they were, like, they were hippies, so they would have been anti-war anyway. Basically, yeah, they were, but um, I think Have You Ever Seen the Rain is oh, unbelievable. Nice. I love I love the introduction to that to, to the song, like, do you know, with the guitar? Yeah, it's and, like, that little riff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, like, but... Um, and I heard him even singing uh, 40, I heard him, like, singing it on... Jeez, what American... Uh, Conan, and like oh. his voice, his voice just has not aged at all. He still has it, do he? Yeah, oh, he does. Uh, he, right. he he still has the power. Like it mightn't be as toned and it mightn't be as like smooth, but he just has the power and the voice that he that he had all those years ago. Like yeah, he's so. Uh, moving on to my twelfth pick. Yeah, is uh, Johnny Cash. Oh lad. <laughs> uh, I mean, like. What like does does it just need any discussion? Like I don't, no, I really he, don't think it does. But. He's actually my number five, so we might as well just both talk about him here. Yeah. Well, like, what's your he's... favorite Johnny Cash song? Oh, I mean, Folsom Prison Blues is my favorite song of all time, so I probably have to say that. Yeah, I think the Highway or, is fairly good. Like, oh, with uh, Willie and Waylon and Chris. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a he is so many like when the man comes around. Big yeah. river, big river, big river, yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Fuck it. Have you heard? Um, if you could read my mind, I have not, but oh, I'll go add that you, to my list. Oh my god, it's just it's it's from like the same album as like God's gonna cut you down, I think, or yeah. hurt one of them. It's like that I sort of I won't back later down period. Yeah, not a great song. Like, that's a Tom Petty song, stuff, I think, just, isn't it? It is. Uh, he did yeah. a cover of it, isn't it? I think so. But uh, and like, just even Tom Petty. Shout out to Tom Petty. Tom Petty will get you on at some stage. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> is he dead? Yes, Keith. He's like dead years. Oh, no. uh, I would like to apologise. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> again, we uh, that's our third apology in two podcasts. <laughs> Here's Grant. We're freewheeling. We're Bob we Dylan. Exactly. <laughs> um, like even just some of the lyrics, like even some of the titles of just his music, like Cocaine Blues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's unbelievable. Um, okay, we'll move on to my number eleven. Bit of a change, bit of a switch up, a uh, bit more modern. Uh, Jerry Cinnamon. Oh, 
Oh, he's good. The, the Scottish guy. Yeah. Belter, Cantor. Like, yeah. um, I like some, Cantor because he actually used the word wanker in a song, which is so good. Like that's I've never heard that before. Like I didn't like I love like there's like a video about um Belter like online and it's just um he talks about like his wife or something, he's like this song's about my wife. She's she's class man. <laughs> he just goes away and then, like and uh, I would have like I don't know how true it is, but he was apparently meant to be opening for Lewis Capelli in uh, the Cork in the Irish Independent Park along Cork. Just you know he opened for course. Liam Gallagher when he came two years ago. Yeah, he's meant to be doing it again. Like so. yeah. I don't know that might uh, that might change. No, we're into our top ten. Yeah, I'm gonna try and speed through these a bit quicker because I've I work kind of running out of time. <laughs> yeah, okay, I do. So my number ten is a band by the name of Sonic Youth, and I I I everyone listening. I challenge you to listen to their song Teenage Riot and not fucking dance. It's so infectious. <laughs> it's like, it, it sounds like a Teenage Riot. Yeah. They're another sort of pre-Nirvana, Nirvana kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Sort of very early sort of alternative kind of rock. Yeah. yeah now my number nine is a, a German band by the name of Kraftwerk. Right. Again, nope. Now, Kraftwerk, like they didn't just pioneer like synth pop they invented it they built the machines it's bold but okay no but like they built the machines oh okay oh like, geez they okay. built their own like synthesizers and stuff oh really like if you listen to like their music like the model or trans-european express mm. mid-70s they're I've doing heard stuff. Of that. i've heard of that uh trans-european express i've heard of that song um it was the f- the first ever hip-hop song samples that so maybe that's where you heard of it maybe and yeah. uh, New Order's Blue Monday samples it too. Yeah. But yeah, and my number eight is a singer, an American sort of country folk kind of gospel singer by the name of Jason Isbell, who is the greatest songwriter of the modern era. I think I've heard it. Oh, that's bold. That's bold. In my eyes, it's like what's okay. his song that's called the, the River? And it goes, the river is my save. No, the what is it? Um... The river is my savior. It's running to the sea, and when it reaches its destination, it'll simply cease to be. But run until you're nothing sounds a lot like being free. So I'll lay myself inside her and let her carry me. Inside her. So it's a river, like. Oh okay. And he's That's like other brilliant songs like "Cover Me Up" because like he's he was he's a recovering drug addict. So like a lot of his okay. music is that like like Johnny Castor like redemption narratives. Yeah. Which I, 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 I'm a sucker for that because I love Westerns. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Westerns. You can't Rice. be a good Western on for me. No, you can't. All right, I'll push over to you. So starting off my top 10 is uh, Travis Scott. Oh, that's a, that's a shout. I mean, can we please just take a second to appreciate the absolute genius of an album that Astro World was? All right. Like he he changed the game. I wish more people oh, would did. follow him. Like he, to- the... he totally did change the game. Like like you look at his his music, like he's had some of the biggest clubs with some of the biggest artists in the world. Like he he might be known as oh yeah he went to, he was dating Kylie Jenner and had a child, but forget about all that. Like do you know what I mean? Like the guy the guy deserves a lot of respect for just how good like he actually is. No, the only thing that's not going in his favor, he's extremely auto tuned. It's actually like disgraceful. 
I like the, I like auto tune. I oh. like the way it sounds. Do you? As this, when it's done his way, or like Kanye does it, when it's it's obviously it was an obviously stylistic choice for atmosphere. Mm. Or like when Boney Vare uses it, mm. which is like it's it's very do you think I could say it but still? It's very like I don't know. He uses it too much, but then you just look at these like look at these concerts like it's just. They're meant yeah, to be crazy. Like it's, apparently, it's energy, like. apparently there was it got to a stage where you actually had to sign a contract uh, oh, to go like to one a of waiver. these contracts. Yeah, a waiver, like that. If you mm-hmm. got it, like, like injured, or if you like got any like epileptic fits or something, that like you wouldn't sue or anything like that. I know he was like arrested after one concert for like starting a riot because people mm-hmm. went fucking mad. Yeah, like he's he's his stuff is meant to be crazy. Uh, how far did you go? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay, so my number nine is uh, Juice World. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Juice. Uh, really, that's how I started listening to the Juice. And again, I'm going to give a shout out to my girlfriend, uh, who got me onto Juice World. Really, um, he's he's I, good. To be fair. Oh, his music is brilliant, and like I just love that there's so much unreleased music from him that like they're they're releasing it now. Do you know what I mean? See, I'm not sure about the biggest. Well, it depends on like I think. When what they've done with Juice World is pretty good, and what they've done with Mac Miller is respectful. Then like that XXS whatever yeah. fella, they just they just release little fucking snippets of shit he was working on trying to make money. Yeah. But I think like, with Juice and with Mac Miller, they've been respectful. They've only released yeah. stuff that he would have released himself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and to be honest, from what I've heard, like uh, Juice World has actually been like a really really nice guy. To me, Hardy was sound to be fair. He was like accommodating yeah, to like his family. Yeah, he was stuff, meant, yeah. yeah, he was meant to be lovely, like, but um. Just like and a young life really gone like gone way too soon like addiction. But like you look at his look at his songs that came out after his death. Like if I personally think that if those songs maybe were released prior before his death, he probably should have got a bit of help. Yeah, like Like, legends never die is a near perfect like emo rap record. Yeah, or is yeah. And like I, my personal favorite is uh, "All Girls Are, Are the Same." Oh, off the the first one, off the first off album, the first, off his first album. Yeah. I like the one he does with Marshmallow that be on the radio. That's yeah, very um, good. Yeah, um, like that, like like proper guitar riff in his class. Yeah. Um, what's that called? Oh, I don't. Want to this. Yeah, I know the one you're on about anyway. Running. Sure, no, it's something. I'm sure all our listeners might probably who are, who are big fans of Juice World uh, probably yeah. know what you're talking about as well. But um. Moving on then to my number eight is a close friend of Juice World, and me and Dean were having a discussion about this guy. Come and uh, go. Come and go. That's it. Come and go. Yeah. Um, me and anyway. Dean were having a discussion about my number eight pick, and it's Paul O.G. He is so good. He is so underrated. Like, I think his best song, in my opinion, is Twenty One. That's a good one. I, I, I personally like Trials and Tribulations, but Trials and Tribulations is brilliant as well. Yeah. I like, like the fact that he like he writes like a folk singer. He does, uh, as opposed to like uh, like, like he's little baby. He apparently, has, like, he apparently has like a, a very um big country background in his life. Really, like, I, I, I can lot, actually see that. Yeah, there's a lot writes. of there's a lot of country music involved like in his life, and he like he's inspired a lot by country music. And what I love about him is like he's a new rapper well he's not really a new rapper he's he's on he's only recognized with the last couple of years and he's not doing like that mumble rap shit like do you know what i mean yeah he's, like, he's got he's, like fairly good lyrics 
He does. It's not like overly written, which I fucking hate, like modern day Eminem, where it's not actually yeah. good. It's just like... No, it's just way too overwritten. Stupid. Yeah, but you wanted to play Saw there, which are seventh. Oh, yes. My number seven is The Cure. I they're, thought, yeah. It's, it's uh, the of them. Yeah, they're just the greatest fucking sad boy band ever. <laughs> I, love, so, I mean, boys don't cry, just like heaven. Uh, a controversial one, but when I explain what the song is about, it's great. It's called it's called Killing an Arab. I've heard of that too. I think it's, you actually it was, it's you, longest, told, you told me about this. Yeah, I think it's we, the, the longest running discussion. number one in Israel of all time. In Israel. Yeah, but oh, it's oh. actually uh, uh, like a, a a song rightification of Albert Camus' book, The Stranger. Yeah. You know the he's like an existential ph- philosopher. Mm. So it's not actually about, you know, killing Middle yeah. Eastern people. Yeah, it's it's okay. it's a it's a literary reference. Okay, okay. But yeah, they're they're great. That's interesting. Uh, maybe give your sixth. My number six is a band called Mazzy Star, who were this sort of mix of, sort of dream pop folk and sort of psychedelia from the nineteen nineties. And mm. I don't know the best way I can describe their music. It's like. I don't moonlight crystallized into song. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like fade into you would be the one I'd recommend, or flowers in December. Yeah. Which just seems to be like alone. as I've said at the start, like a lot of your music seems to be lost before our time, like before we were born. But from what you're telling us, like the like, I'm starting to think like that. You probably know a bit of a thing or two about music. It's well because I didn't like I didn't have any friends before fifth year, so I just listened to a lot of music because I was alone all the time. Yeah. So you know I'm like the guy out of Perks of Being a Wallflower, except I don't have PTSD. <laughs> so I don't have PTSD. It's, a, it's great. It's the, that's that's the best oh. movie of all time, subjectively. Maybe and, no, maybe maybe that's actually the title for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't have PTSD. <laughs> And we know, um, as I mentioned before, number five is is Mr. Cash, the Man in Black. Mr. Cash. Yeah. So okay, right. will I go up as far as five go for me? Is it? Yeah. So um, where do I stop? It's seven, isn't it? Seven, yeah, seven to five. Seven is a Scottish singer uh, in Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, I like him. To be fair, he's good. Like his lyrics, his lyrics are very good. Yeah. Um, I like his voice too. His voice is so good. Like you look, no, but you, it's hilarious because you look at the person and you're just like, oh, he can't be good. And then and the second he opens, the second he opens his mouth, you're just like, okay. It's so like belty and it's almost like soulful in a way. It is, yeah. Yeah. Like I love, I love his acoustic versions of his songs more than the actual like, like the regular like the, versions. The BBC like live lounge or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, the yeah. live lounge stuff. Like he did a few of them and like my favourite Louis Capelli uh, song is probably uh, One. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's just, I I definitely rate him highly and I was hoping that I was going to get to see him go in concert uh, last year and he's meant to be, it was rescheduled to this year, but the odds of that happening is fairly low. Yeah, I, I've oh, taken sure, yeah, as well whenever it comes yeah, along. Yeah, he took he took a year out, sure, didn't he? Yeah, he's taking this year off just because he probably sees that there's no bloody point. Yeah, sure. Do you blame him? No. Um, my next artist is Post Malone. Yeah, Posty is good. Yeah, Posty is very very good. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, to like he's more. I'm starting. I'm starting to like he's more 
his more modern stuff than his earlier stuff. If he has, he's he's branching out a bit. Like he's adding in a lot more. Like he has, he's like he, he's evolved. I think because yeah, like he had like, Ozzy Osbourne on a track. Oh, um, but that was so good. Take yeah. what you want from me, Ozzy Osbourne's and Travis, and Scott, Travis Scott was in that. Man. Travis Scott was in as well. Yeah. And he made it work. Too fair. He did like, but it works so perfectly. And then to have a legend like Ozzy Osbourne playing yeah, out of Black song, Sabbath, one of the best bands of, Black- of all time. Oh my god, they're unbelievable as well. They, they, should actually got, they should have got an honorable mention in my list, to be honest. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bradding Black Sabbath to boat lists. Yeah, we at are. Number, we're at, we're at number, they're not even our mention, they're number 16. They're number 16. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a lot of his, his new stuff. Um, it's He didn't release the songs, but um, there's like one that's called uh, Feeling Whitney. Alright. I don't know if it's... Again, my girlfriend brought me brought it to my attention, but it's very like it's not. It's just him, like do you know what I mean. It's there's nothing, there's yeah. no back. Like the only back in music that there is a, is a guitar, and yeah, it's, it's just it's pure. Like it's him, it's his voice, and like what he can actually. There's no auto tune either. Like so, it's it's his. We're getting to see what like he can actually do with his voice, and I was yeah. fairly impressed to be I honest. Think he uses auto tune quite tastefully. It's just a bit of reverb, a bit of echo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just to add atmosphere more mm. because he exactly. can sing. Because he, he can sing. Like. Oh, he definitely can. Um, my fifth spot is um, Dave. Oh, Dave, Dave is quality. Um, Dave has UK Dave is quality. No, what attracted me to Dave was I was scouring Netflix for a new doc, the good series to watch, and it came up yeah. on my recommended uh, called Top Boy. I don't know if you heard of it. I've heard he of is, it. I know Drake has something top, yeah. to do with it. He's, Drake was involved in the uh, the production of it. Ah, yes. And, um, and like yeah, he's T- in it. Kano and stuff are in it. And loads of the old school, yeah, Kano, like, yeah. like yeah. Wiley and stuff. Yeah, all the UK, like old, old school UK, UK grime artists, like they all seem to be in it. But uh, yeah, Dave is in it and he's really, really good in it. Like he oh, plays yeah. like this, this psychotic, like, character and who basically like just wants to plot revenge because like I don't want to spoil it too much for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen it but you know it's it's just perfect it's he's perfect he's, he's so subdued in real life that he must be a pretty yeah. good actor to put it off like he oh, seems he, very calm and sort of yeah I think his most important song that he's released to date is probably Black Black or Question Time Question Time is good my 19th birthday is very I, I good as well because Black was like won so many awards and they performed it live and stuff yeah, I think it's just it's so it's so good and you know it's just how do I how do I explain this? It should like it's being used as almost like rallying the struggle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A rallying a rallying cry, the struggle that that people have went through, and obviously it's it's noted how the struggle that they've went through, and it's it should be condemned. Like it should be. Yeah. It's not good what they went through, but Dave just brought a totally different vibe to it. Like, and yeah, a big shocker to us all. Didn't never knew he knew how to play the piano. I no idea. No, he he's a very talented musician as well. Like, yeah. I'm not he sure is, if he's uh, classically trained, but he's he definitely had lessons. He definitely has. And uh, now on to our top four. So my number four is is Leonard Cohen. I mean, yeah. What what can you say? Like, he's 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 a literal poet. <laughs> He's Fair just enough. like Suzanne, so long Marianne, quick bears. Mm. Um, quick bears. 
You're, uh, the partisan of oh god the messenger it's so many anthem yeah oh, he's just too many to name number th- my number three then david do you want to what i say my fo- oh, do we okay. go, yes, yeah so yeah. let's you do your three yeah. now so like what can you more can you say about bowie he's just he's fucking david bowie yeah you, you don't need to say anything about boy yeah <laughs> you don't um, have modern music four, without him no you don't need to say anything about david boy um my fourth is drake really yeah I did yeah, not expect really, that now. Really, Drake is definitely up there um, to the annoyance of a lot of people, I would presume, because a lot of people don't like Drake. But well, I mean, it's like Nickelback. Someone has to has to be buying all those records. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'd be, I'm a huge fan of Drake. I love his music. Um, I Take Care is a great record. It is a very good record. I think my fairness. problem with Drake is his new ones are just too fucking long. But you not like that. No, I don't have the patience. Especially when they're, like, yeah. very similar in sound. Like, if Travis yeah. Scott was to bring out, like, a double-disc album, I'd know that he's no. going to fucking experiment the shit out of that. But I think Drake is very experimental, if you get me. I suppose, yeah, he did, he did um, have that, like, New Orleans bounce thing going on, with, like, in my did, feelings. And he, and he, went, he went for a stage to the club with um, DJ Khaled, and, like, the two songs, they're not good. They're really, really not good. And Popstar, fucking Popstar. I don't know. Have you have you heard of um yeah, have you heard of Greece? No one by the way you're saying it, I'm not sure do what. <laughs> don't like there's I think there's like a thirty second period in the song where there's no singing because they probably didn't know what lyrics to use for it. So it's just the backing it's the backing music like. No, it's just right, not finished. Right the, so. No, it's not finished. It's right in the middle of the song like. Yeah, I mean Drake is um, past caring at this point, so like it's fine. He doesn't need hits anymore. He doesn't need hits anymore. Um, and then my third is Ed Sheeran. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I get, like I didn't like Divide, but I liked everything he did up to that point. You didn't like Divide? No, Divide was terrible. I don't know, man. I think he... <laughs> Galway Girl was stupid. Galway Girl, oh, Dean. No, because there's a much better Galway Girl. Mundy did it years ago. Is it better, though? Yes. Um, <laughs> Can you explain well, because, why you think it's better? Because I think, because, like, it was like, Galway Girl is just like, oh, he's my pretty little Galway Girl. But Mundy, like, sets the stage. Like, he's on about, like, he actually, I know it's, it's tech, Mundy's one is a cover, too, but, like, that version by what the Copperhead Road guy. Steve Earle, he like actually mentions place in Galway. He sets the scene in it. Yeah, a bit enough. like the Pogues would. Fair enough, but like I just feel like Ed Although Sheeran's... Castle on the Hill is a fucking great tune. It's Castle on the Hill. Tenerife C is a great song. Um, Supermarket oh, no, Flowers. Supermarket Flowers is is heart wrenching. Actually, I do like it's that very one. hard. Like, but see, like that's what I like about Ed Sheeran because a lot of his music does tell stories. Yeah, like, I mean, other all... like plus. Uh, Whatever the one between that and multiply was are great. Minus was minus wasn't minus. No, it, I don't think there was minus. I don't. I think he skipped minus. I can't remember what that one was in the middle. It'll come to me, but um. But like Lego House like, stuff are. Lego House, Lego House is brilliant. Like all of his, like his earlier stuff is brilliant. I don't and, like. I don't. I would argue to the T that there's a song. There's no song that Ed Sheeran has released that bad. Yeah, and there was the Nando Skankwood example. Yeah, exactly. 
That was class. Do you remember that? Like the oh quality. Like there's a there's a lot of it's here and like the artist that he is linked up with is just is crazy. I think my problem with Sheeran is sort of the same with Drake. It's oversaturation. I'm sick of the cunt. But see, there's over. It's oversaturation because he's quality. Yeah, true. But there's only so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's. A, I th- I personally think there's a reason why there is why he is oversaturated. Although I will die on the hill that Shape of You is a terrible song. Shape of You. Oh, it's, I don't know it's, about that. It's horrible, sexist airport reggae. Now the only song that I don't really like by Ed Sheeran personally is the song that he did with Cardi B. Yeah, but that. But see, I wouldn't really count that because that's just sort of. That's like a banter. That's just a project for the band, slick. Basically. Not sure if I, I probably would have heard it on the radio. It's with, uh, it's with Medusa. Oh, you definitely have heard it on the radio. Oh, like, yes. Very, uh, 
it's yeah. very upbeat. It's not I, as I, uh, yeah. it's a lot more upbeat now. Like then, his voice seemed, his voice just does seem to suit that kind of music. So I'm kind of happy that he went into that kind of yeah music section. Like, but um, yeah, fine. Finally, That's we're on to our number one. Number one. So, I'll let right. you go first. This list was fucking hard to make. I'd, I'd like to, in context, I had a list of 146 people. Jesus. That I whittled down to 15. But number one stayed the same the whole time. Okay. That's R.E.M. Okay. I fucking adore R.E.M. Like okay. the ringing, like birds esque guitars, like the 60s sort of revivalism. Mm. But it's it's Michael Stipe's voice and his weird, cryptic, off-center lyrics. Yeah, they're so good. Like on you know, "Losing My Religion," their most famous song. Everyone knows that song. Yeah. If you don't, I don't know where the fuck you've been. <laughs> but like, it's it's a song essentially about someone who's in love with a man or a woman, but he can't get himself to mm, tell her. To, to tell her. Yeah. But instead of just saying that, he decides to word it as. Every whisper of every waking hour, I'm choosing my confessions. It's just, it's just playing. Or he's playing around with English, like he's just playing yeah, around yeah. with words. Like and that. like, even like a man on the moon is the. It's you know, man on the moon. <sighs> Great song. Great it's, song yeah. it's a eulogy for Andy Kaufman. But yeah. the reason he went with man on the moon is because people didn't think Andy Kaufman died, just like they didn't think people walked on the moon. Oh my god! So it's like, is it is it is it oblique? Is where it's like. It's like at an angle. Yeah. Like everything he actually writes about is like off center to what he's actually saying. And yeah. I fucking adore it. And it's just, it's so, his voice is so good. It's a bit like a male Dolores or reading. It's kind of keening and sort of mm. like, it sounds That's a so, very good way to put it actually. It sounds so miserable, yeah. but like, it's it sounds like a lament, but it's I yeah or like find the river. He's on about uh I have come to find the river, and he's on about bergamot and vetiver, which is mm. it's just how you make Earl Grey tea. Yeah, because he's returning to the earth like those plants came from the earth. Yeah, because he's dying. Oh, it's it's just that's, that's very I, yeah. It's it's it's, it's I been like, like the way you, I like the way you put it though with the, the male Dolores or Eden. I I like that. Yeah. Like I just like it so much. It's like his writing is like trying to decipher like Yates or something you have to kind of look at it from like look at it from like a slant yeah yeah you you are spot on there if you have ever read Yates poetry you cannot go in it just thinking what you know what it's about you need to like and like he'll be writing something and like Yates he'll like go off on these weird little tangents Mm -hmm. like in night swimming he's on about like the moon and what if there were two side by side in orbit because he was reading a book at the time by William Gibson where he remade human history where you two moves instead of one. So the entire history of the earth and mythology was all changed. So he was like, oh, yeah. the moon. Oh my God, there's this book I was reading. I should put that in there. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's just, it's like, it's like just fun with language. I sound yeah. like a cool English Audience teacher, there. you know, but yeah. it's, yeah. But anyway, what's, what, like, what was your number one? I think I know what it is. Actually, I'm number, definitely sure what number, it is. My number one, I don't think it's surprising for anyone who knows me and knows what kind of music I do listen to a lot. It's not a surprise. It really isn't. Is Luke Kelly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. But like, what can it's, you like? Like, I was, you say? I was going to put like, him on the list, but I knew we were doing the Irish one. So I was like, yeah. I'll just put King well, Lizzie and I'll leave I don't off. E- I don't even. I don't even. I don't even care. I'm, he's still going on my Irish list. Yeah, like because I knew he wasn't going to be up the top. So I was like, I'll, I'll yeah, because I wanted the space. <laughs> like, what can you say about Luke Kelly? 
He's just, you know what I mean? Like the voice just, of a nation. He really. Is I like, would, I would highly, highly, highly argue that he's probably the best voice to come out of Ireland. Oh, he's up there, man. Do you know what I mean? Like he's. He very well might be like he's. Like, he's the voice of I the did, nation. He really is. Oh, he is. Yeah, he really is. Like the song for Ireland is a great song. It's just it's beautiful. Like. Uh, a town like, I love uh, so well. Town uh, I love so well. Uh, most of his uh, when he pairs up with a very good songwriter, he's brilliant. Like uh, he's yeah. the fellow that did like score, not his Phil Coulter. When he does Phil Coulter Phil songs, Coulter. fucking hell. Um, hand me down the Bible. Oh, whiskey um, in the jar, of course. The rising of the moon. Oh, you know what oh. I, I know. I prefer his version of the old triangle to Ronnie Drew's. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's much better. Uh, did you know that the old triangle was a pub? I thought of it, it's from uh, uh, Brendan Behan play. Yeah, the old triangle is a pub. Oh, it's a real pub. It's not just a pub it's in a the real, play. It's a real pub, yeah. Real ah. Because I, um, I knew the song was from, is it Borstal Boy or something? I'm not sure. I think what it's a nice way to end it, really, that the best song that Lou Kelly has ever sung that I've heard him sing was the Night Visiting song. It was uh, his last. It was his last ever performance. The one before where he, he before collapsed. He the... Before he tragically died. The um, it was the, his ever he's ever sung live. Ah. Um, you can just tell like when you picture Luke Kelly in your head, you yeah. always think of a big ginger afro, a big thick ginger beard. But in yeah, this, he a... was wearing he was wearing a paddy cap. If for anyone. For our foreign listeners uh, who don't know what a pedicap is, it's basically how would you describe a pedicap? So like a farmer's flat cap. The you far- see like a farmer's flat cap. Yeah. An yeah. old fella. Even yeah. in England, they were like tweed, tweed yeah. and flat cap. It's all that kind of stuff, and yeah, you can just like for a person who was who would who was dying to put on that kind of performance for his last song, it was just yeah. something else. And I think it's just it's summed up brilliantly by Ronnie Drew. At the end of the song, you can just hear it. Ronnie Drew says, "Good man, Luke." Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's beautiful, and I just I can't I couldn't not put him first on my list. Do you know, it's like it's very hard to leave to leave him out, and yeah, definitely it's just it's it's beautiful. Like because fellow, <sighs> some say like that the Dubliners, yeah, the Dubliners were great when he died, but. No, was they the were never the same. Was it, well, yeah, was the Dubliners really the Dubliners after he died? No, Ronnie Drew was good. It was Ronnie Drew and John Sheen's very good uh, viol- uh, fiddling. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's 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 all. That's going to wrap us up. That's going to that's gonna wrap us up. So uh, I'd like to say thank you again to everyone who's listened to our first episode. Um, don't be afraid to give us a like on uh, or give us a follow on. Instagram uh, at the Teapot Official, and of course, if you have a, a couple of euro to spare, maybe give us a sponsor on a on the Patreon. So uh, until next time, guys, thanks very much. Sean. That was actually good. Still recording. <laughs> free, we're freewheeling, man. Yeah, we're freewheeling. We don't edit our stuff. Yeah, freewheeling. Well, did it. <laughs> uh